Howdy! Welcome to another episode of Cannon Calls. Before we jump in, I want to remind everyone once again about the sale happening at canonpress.com where every order over $25 shipped in the US of A gets free shipping. So toss Douglas Wilson's brand new book, uh, The Revelation Commentary, When the Man Comes Around, again, for the title alone. It deserves to be in your shopping cart. And pick up one more book after that and you're practically there. And spend that shipping on a cup of coffee or, or a pack of sixlets, um, you know, on, on vital, important things to the Christian life. So now that the housekeeping is out of the way, uh, this week we chat with Canon's in-house picture maker, Forrest Dickinson. This episode turned out to be one of my favorites uh, that we've done. Forrest talks about uh, the education of such a picture maker, um, gear junkies, the walking patterns of giraffes, and uh, the best advice he ever got, including the most embarrassing story he's ever told. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, uh, review, share the podcast. Uh, We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. So welcome to Canon Calls. This week is Forrest Dickinson. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's uh, the a pleasure to be don't, here. Don't, don't, don't talk yet. Oh. Uh, Forrest, let me, let me do the intro. Let me do the intro first. Don't you want to hear from me? All right. 100%. So Forrest Dickinson may be the sole reason that I work at Canon Press. <laughs> he was the first person who saw me wandering into the warehouse in a, in a, in a souk jacket. You say souk? A souk jacket. Okay. Uh, a blazer, if you will. And a resume and a lost and a look very, in my yes, eye. Yeah, yeah, don't forget that. A very <laughs> dazed expression. And uh, Forrest was uh, Forrest jumped up, jumped up from his desk. This and guy said, has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> How can I help you? <laughs> so I handed my resume, and then he sent me over to somebody else who could take my resume. And they took my resume. I got an interview, and I just slid in, you know? So... You know? <laughs> so uh, Forrest Dickinson is the sole reason I work here, and Forrest Dickinson is the illustrator for Hello Ninja. You did... Uh, Don't forget Blah Blah Black Sheep. Blah Blah Black Sheep. The lesser known... But more expensive. Yeah, what is it now? At least almost $1,000. <laughs> yeah, it's $1,000 on Amazon. The out-of-print Blah Blah Black Sheep, which is going up uh, at Amazon for like $779, was the last price that I saw it at. This is high stuff, dude. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I don't get royalties uh, from the black market. Maybe you could sort that out. Yeah. I'll look into that for yeah. you. Um, and uh, so anyway, thanks for coming on the show. I'm I, eager to have you. Yeah. Um, several uh, guests have already mentioned you in their episodes. From good. Dane Wilson, From Dane Wilson to Jesse Hall mentioned you. Oh, wow. And that's it. Well, that's uh, not several. Several. I guess a couple. Yeah. A couple. Um, So welcome, dude. (laughs) Thanks. It's good to be here in this little... uh, In this little booth. Little box. It's going to get warm by the time we finish. Yeah. It's it's warm now. Yeah. Tell us... So you're you're from Moscow. Yeah. Born and raised. And uh, never left. Never lived anywhere else. Never. Never. Yeah. I had the desire at one point. The wanderlust? The the wanderlust. And... uh, you know, just that ship has sailed. I think I'm. Yeah, I'm here. You're stuck. I'm well. Joyfully, I'm stuck. cheerfully stuck. <laughs> yeah, joyfully um, rooted. 
Yeah. In uh, the hometown. So if you had a if you had a business card, what would it say under Forrest Dickinson? And what like what do you what what do you do? Like what what, what do you even call what you do? That's a good question because I don't really know. For example, uh, Dane told us. <laughs> that <laughs> what he's what a, did Dane tell you? Oh no, I'm gonna forget it. Of, of, it was like production. It was a VPS or something like video production specialist. That's what Dane does. That's what Dane does. Nice. So I thought maybe specialist. Forrest no. has something pretty uh, generic and. When people ask me that question, I say, "Well." I feel like the most accessible answer, also the least pretentious, is an, I'm an illustrator okay. of children's books. Oh. And then I say, I also, uh, you know, paint landscapes. Because <laughs> yeah. I start out with art, I'm an artist. Yeah. Um, I've learned not to do that um, because it's, well, it's so broad. Plus, yeah. you can't really call yourself an artist. That's just. Yeah. And you have to wonder, too, how much they even really care about what the next thing you're going to say right. is. Right. Artists these days, who knows what that means? Yeah, I I was uh, visiting my brother in Hawaii a number of years ago. Oh, an old, wow. an elderly lady asked me, "So, you know, what are you doing, or what are you studying?" I was at school at the time. Well, I'm. I said, "I'm an artist, or I'm studying to be an artist." And she said, "Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> Maybe you can paint houses." <laughs> <laughs> and then left. <laughs> she just walked. She's away. like, "That's really nice." And I thought, you know, I'll show her. I mean, my career is basically. I don't know who, who this lady was yeah. or is, but I have to imagine though you'd be a force with like a roller. Whether you know, I'm in house or not. outside of a house. Last time I used a roller, I it was all wrong. I did I rolled too much. The paint sort of really uh, got that hairy texture. Yeah, didn't translate at all. Yeah, it was, no, no. What I, about just like a brush? Like I feel like maybe if you did a. <clears throat> In a while. Some edges. <laughs> yeah. No, I, yeah. No. Interesting. It's all about the subject matter. If the subject matter interests me, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm all in. If not, I would rather yeah. be anywhere else. My parents never let me paint. Anytime we painted a room, anytime we painted the house. Um, and then the first job I got in Moscow that I did for three weeks, um, it was a guy that paid me to paint his house. I was like, man, are you sure? <laughs> my parents won't even let me do this for free you know um, it, it, was that on your resume when you when you it was not it was kept not. it off yeah so anyway you're an artist maybe we could go an artiste yeah that's how you say it really an artiste and i do feel like of the definitions of an art i feel like maybe you kind of are one you know uh, you paint large well, thanks, canvases man. you've um, done shows you've done an art gallery show thing yes um several is that a th- is that a th- is it do a lot of people do that? Is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I mean it's like kind of a, a a small community though. It yeah, small but mm, I don't know. Representational art has made a comeback largely thanks to Tell me a about, fellow named Richard Schmid. Tell me about representation as opposed to as opposed to the junk you see and and you know contemporary galleries, modern art, okay, stuff like that. So representational art would be. Um, figurative or landscapes mostly. okay landscapes I, I, I just stick with the landscapes <clears throat> yeah and light and light that's what gets me you know clouds clouds yeah light hitting the clouds really bouncing all around you know yeah clouds really do some funny things with light <laughs> please if you think about it yeah no tell us about so, it so you know you can have a bright sunny day and it, it really depends on the um, the density of the cloud okay so that the denser 
I, I'm just making this up. So. <laughs> no, go for it. I could be wrong, but the the, the denser the the water vapor, okay. the more it will reflect light. So you get these really so you see a white, thick, puffy cloud. It's because it's, it's so dense. But then you can get these little, you know, skimpy, wispy, wispy things that are these dark gray color on a bright sunny day. Yeah. You think, well, how does that work? Right. And it's because you know it's basically just there's not the light just is trapped in the in the uh sort of jump you know the, yeah. what's the word i'm looking for Cum- cumulonimbus uh, no <clears throat> the molecules are not tightly packed enough to reflect the light so the right. light just gets just gets lost in it so that you know yeah and then you have you know the light that uh comes up you know in like here in the fall these brown hills and these you know nice puffy white clouds come scudding through and all this brown light hits the, the vert, bottom of the, the clouds is and great. you get yeah it's it's yeah it's what they do uh and you get these nice like really warm bellies and nice flight what, <laughs> what does it say light fluffy tops warm bellies but in the spring for instance when it's like all this green you get you know the clouds of more traditional blue uh tummies totally yeah for sure so no, and I it's love just it. Endlessly, endlessly. So when you whether like you're driving, let's say you're driving to Spokane and we have a lovely drive to Spokane. We sure do. Or maybe you're out there with your, you know, canvas. Like are you just like, oh, it's these guys. <laughs> these <laughs> old guys. These guys. <laughs> yeah. These these this is what kind of day it is. Yeah. Which what 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 do you enjoy what like what do you enjoy painting the most of those? Hmm. It I either a uh a day with night like a you know thousands of distinct clouds as they're just kind of passing through you know they're like just like those white non-conforming ships. non-conforming you said different clouds different oh well distinct distinct you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you know like yeah. as opposed to just one gray overcast got it i love that lighting situation with all the clouds or heavily overcast nice and moody which can really bring out the local color of the subject matter in sunlight, things get blown out, you know? Yep. Um, yeah, you do hundred percent, hundred percent. But you know, you, you put a nice, even, uh, vapor ceiling over planet earth and you can really kind of wallow in the, in the local color of shrubs, trees, which is just, you know, that's, it's kind of like what local color is. What is the color of an object under just flat white light, direct sunlight? Um, Okay, so one thing I talked to Dane about, and I really did, I told Dane, this is, uh, I told Dane that I think uh, familiarity has bred indifference about Dane. <laughs> he actually does, <laughs> he actually does awesome, th- awesome stuff uh, at what the projects he edits and he does a great job and, and everything else. But uh, as we all kind of get to know each other, you know, it's just like, oh, that's just uh, Forrest, you know, that's just what he does. Yeah. Um, but the thing about him is he didn't go to school. Um, Dane? Yeah, for editing or anything of the sort. You know, he kind of was just told, you know, you should probably finish this job soon. And, you know, he Googled how to finish this job soon, you know, <laughs> is how he did it. Yeah. Uh, but you're kind of unique in the in a, in a few of the creatives here. You went, you have a BFA. I do. You have a BFA from a local Dane. institution. Yeah. Even as you were just talking about all of the things, what, are the, what Light does, is it, are these things you learned there? Um. No. Okay. These are things I've learned from books and the internet mostly. Okay. And we live in a, a very wonderful age 
the age of the internet, which right. is endless information at your fingertips. Yeah. And so if you want to know what is light doing to that cloud, you can just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you too. And let me tell you, Google will save you hundreds of years of, <laughs> of study and headache. And how much money do you think? Well, I mean, how much money could you make in 100 years? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. So do you, I mean, would you, um, so let's just imagine there's a, there's, a, there's a kid out there who wants to be an illustrator. Do you recommend going to a, a BFA? Uh, it really depends. I don't know of many, well, first of all, proper art schools with talented uh, professionals, so, so teachers who are working in the industry who are teaching at the school, and then um, that combined with a driven uh, student body okay. could be, could be, maybe, uh, a reason to find yourself at this an art a, school. This is a very distinct qualification. Very you're distinct. Making. And I don't know, I don't know of any of that exists. <laughs> <laughs> one day, you know, yeah. um, one hopes. Sure. Cause that's, that sounds like a great environment and there are, there are plenty, but the problem is that they're so darn expensive and you're going to be paying as much as it, you would pay to become, I don't know, a surgeon a brain surgeon and wow. you're going to come away with an art degree which nobody cares about anyways because that you know if you want to work at you know an animation studio it's all about the portfolio if you want to sell work at a gallery it's all about your portfolio if you want to do editorial work for like the New York Times it's all about your portfolio so so ultimately you would recommend not going into massive amounts of debt that's a good recommendation <laughs> for sure yeah. Uh, Dane kind of talked about a, f a few of the things he talked about were gear junkies that I've never heard of before. But okay. these are people who Me uh, <laughs> these are people who are very passionate about the new the newest gear and the new the megapixels and the this and the that. Oh, oh gear. I was thinking gear. like the cog with the teeth as opposed to like the oh. tools <laughs> in your belt. No, the I think it was this is a tool in the belt thing. Gotcha. But at that, you know, they won't go do things until they have that thing. Yeah, you know it, it. It's a sort of like they should um, read uh, "Learning in Wartime" by C.S. Lewis. Oh wow! Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I this is a daily struggle. The whole gear junkie thing. Yeah, because I am one deep down. Okay. I could I could spend the all morning buying art supplies online and then feel like I've accomplished something. Right. When I haven't. Right. How about books? Same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh. No, books, because books are, you need tools and you need books. So you, you got to have them. Right. It them is that distinction, though, of like, I'm going to wait yeah. to start doing this thing I need to do until, you, until right you know, I really kind of want to read that book first and yeah. then maybe I'll. But really, know. anybody who's going to do anything and really wants to do that thing will do it whether or not they have the tools. Yeah. Have you seen it just in your vast years and experience? Yeah. Coming you, up on 27. 27, yeah. Uh -huh. Super old. A couple weeks. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, don't forget. I need... Yeah, yeah. you'll need a TV well, for the NBA Finals that might be happening. You, yeah, you're going to buy me a TV for no, my birthday? No, I'm going to offer my apartment again for the second year oh, in a row. Oh, that's right. We did do that. Mm -hmm. Second year in a row. Uh, Forrest had his birthday party at my house <laughs> last year, and, in, <laughs> and there were people there that came <laughs> that... Cupcakes. That, that arrived first that I had never met before, but I was just like, hey, welcome to Forrest's birthday party. And I was, it was just fun. It was just fun. Was just I don't like, remember this that. is a good time. I mean, I remember. Yeah. 
Anyways, what um, are we talking about? So in your va- so yeah, has there ever been somebody who wanted it so bad, like who wanted to get to point B so bad, and the reason they didn't get there was because of, you know, gear? <laughs> I mean, sure, probably. The, you know, there's lots of humans, but in general, not that I know of. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you wanted to draw pictures, you just draw in the dirt, right? And on caves, we have that. Yeah, lots of it. What are they called? Hieroglyphs, petroglyphs. You don't need the tools. You don't need the fancy tools. The fanciest, yeah. Of the fancy tools from to, point A to point B. From point A to point B. You just start making stuff, right? And so maybe this is. It would just be um, the the gear the the gear freakdom is just another way to be lazy while maintaining a. Well, it's it's like the moleskin thing. Or is it moleskine? Oh, no, moleskin. It is moleskine. no way moleskine. They, they put an e on the end. I don't know why. Did they really? Isn't it? Or am I just wrong? Well, yeah, it's the moleskin. You know, you buy a moleskin because you want to feel like a writer. Yeah. And it works. <laughs> it totally does. I've bought several. Well, lots, actually, because I draw on them. I don't write in them. Okay. I do take notes in them. So do notes. you hold but, on to those? Hmm? Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got sketchbooks since I started. Wow. Well, since college. Do they make you queasy when you look back at the old ones? Um, yeah, a little bit. But also, they make, mostly just make me laugh because... Okay. Just okay. the, that's probably healthy. Healthier. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the things that I would draw and sure, just what what was I thinking? Or <laughs> what, <laughs> it makes yeah. The best was was showing my at the time my fiance. Yeah, we got out some old sketchbooks. We went through and this is Daniel Dickinson. You're Daniel talking about Dickinson, yeah. um, star star of the Hound of Heaven. Yes. Um, also, which you can now buy on iTunes. Whatever music video that was that used. Was there a music video? Yeah, but I can't remember what the band was. But it's got millions of views on YouTube. Really? Yeah. Well, because it has, they just licensed the Hound of Heaven. Um, okay. Content. Content. Interesting. I can't remember the band. Wow. It was great. Is it the one that's always up here with Doan? Yeah, Darren. It was all Darren's. Okay. Shine Down? Shine Down. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So she's famous. So yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's your wife. And you were showing her your old sketchbooks. Showing some old sketchbooks. And I, I yeah, come across some creature drawing. And she she discovered a whole nother side of me. Yeah. A whole nother. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was a good time. Yeah. So as far as you're concerned, if if a kid is just every day drawn. Yeah. A drawer. Yeah, a drawer. Picture maker. Picture maker. That's that's the NC Wyeth term that I am fond of. Who's this? NC Wyeth. Yeah. Newell's Converse Wyeth. Okay. <laughs> I like <laughs> what that a name. name. The uh, grandfather of. Oh darn. Well, there's Jamie, and then there's Andrew. He's the grandfather of Jamie, and the father of Andrew, or the other way around. The Wyeth uh, clan was. These are famous people. Famous artists. Yeah. Uh, N.C. Wyeth illustrated all your favorite classics. Treasure Island. Oh, wow. Uh, Last of the Mohicans, I think he did. I don't know if that was good or not. Yeah. The King Arthur. <laughs> all those illustrated classics. <laughs> now I'm trying classics. to remember. All those, uh, yeah. You name one. The right. Scribner's illustrated classics. Anyways, he, he referred to his craft as picture making. Right. Which I thought was... It felt very, well, I don't know, crafty. Sure. Like you're, you're just, you're in the workshop and you're making pictures. You're not doing anything. You're not 
you're not Jackson Pollock struggling in the studio so that mankind, so that the, you know, oh yeah, the yeah, the tortured the artist, people, the, the tortured artist that struggles so that the poor, yeah, know, the, the love of humanity that doesn't drives have him, to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which no, we'll so get dumb. to the artist soon because I think you know, Forrest Dickinson maybe grew out of one of the tortured artists. Those are the rumors that I hear. Um, but first, uh, what were we talking about though? Before I went off, yeah, before you went off, I don't remember. Me neither. Um, you were really on one though, so we'll, maybe we'll we'll come back around to it. Um, so with uh. Here in Moscow and at Cannon Press, we're all very concerned with content. Um, very. We're all very concerned with um, just the general, well, I mean, the morality of a piece. Um, the trajectory. Trajectory of a piece. The um, impact. So all of that we're, we're thinking of. Um, but also, there are creatives here that are very concerned with the the medium, the mode of of the content. Um, in such a way that, uh, I, did I, I sent you the Bohemian Rhapsody thing? Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, how it was so poorly edited. So poorly edited. Yes. Thank you. Cause Dane left me hanging hardcore. Um, <laughs> when I tried to bring it up with him. Did he watch it? No. Oh. Um, I felt terrible cause I had watched it on a, on a plane. The film actually. Yeah. The film. Yeah. And I was like, man, oh. I should have seen this or, you know, um, basically this guy, goes to great lengths to show that this is a poorly edited film after they won the Oscar. Yes. For editing. For editing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and even just watching him unpack it and then you, once you have eyes to see it and then you watch that scene, you're just like, I feel sick. Yeah. You, I feel you gross. Sort of take a break, lie down, throw up. Yeah. Possibly. Take a shower. Even yeah. you're just like, man, how do I, yeah. And it, there's nothing Bohemian Rhapsody or not, it could be the most Christian film of all time or whatever. It could be, the content could just be this great piece, but yeah. like that alone could ruin the content. Um, yeah. And, you know, everybody's sick and they're like, I see, it seemed like a good movie, but I didn't like it, you know? Um, how do you watch stuff now that may otherwise, you know, the content may be good or whatever. Are there things like when, it, when you're watching a TV show or a movie animated film especially are you ruined do you know too much <laughs> especially now uh, you know you work on hello ninja yeah which is now uh gonna be a show at netflix yeah. so now you're deep in it as far as how the sausage is made are you ruined can you enjoy anything now uh much less i can enjoy much less which okay. which is a whole lot more fun in some ways yeah right because <laughs> you realize you're not re you're not required just because there's flat, like you know some nice maybe there's nice editing but the script is awful maybe the script is great but the editing is awful you're not required to like the movie just because it was made with a budget of sixty million dollars or yeah. another marketing budget of sixty million dollars or whatever it is you know Th there are things that I deeply care about that no one else cares about probably like like for example bad animation yeah tell me about that because because uh, that you started to ruin me on animation but I still right. always have to check in. <laughs> Am I right? But yeah, tell tell me about bad animation. Well, and name names, name movies. <laughs> Let's ruin it's movies most, for pretty people. much. Well, because I've been working on Hello Ninja, which the animation in Hello Ninja has been getting pretty awesome. Okay. So, but the whole contemporary or just like the current 
uh, glut of children's content, sure, especially on Netflix, is so. Oh dear, <laughs> these are the people that I'm working. Oh with yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, I feel I like... just, the animation. I mean, obviously, it's a TV budget, but can it? It can be so stiff and wooden, and it's it frustrates me to no end. I I don't think there's anything. Looney Tunes was probably the last really good animated really? show. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about that. Uh, I don't know. Looney Tunes. Yeah. Okay. That was like golden age of animation for television. Um, and then everything else just drives me nuts. Like limited animation, which is, you know, you, you see the characters just stuck there in their mouth is John away. And it's just, right. that annoys me a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, compa- and, and like, so for example, when you're saying it's not doing, it's frustrating because it's not getting to this point. Like what, what, what well, are you, what are you contrasting it with? That's, that's the frustrating thing. Just life. If, if animation, yeah. cause animation is not just moving an object from A to B. It's, right. it's breathing life. It's animating. You're literally, you know, there it is. There it is. You're yeah. animating life. And if you, you're, and life is physical life is just a constant reaction to gravity (laughs) in a lot of ways that's what a walk cycle is it's a controlled fall you know you're just propelling yourself forward and then just falling and catching yourself falling and catching falling catching and it's like handwriting everybody has a unique walk cycle and everybody carries himself differently it's like facial features or your voice or you know the things that make you you like the ingredients that god put into the pot and when he you know and stirred it stirred it up yeah shaken <laughs> and then dumped it out you know yeah but you know, whatever so that so the physical um when the physics are incorrect you know, yeah. it really bugs me so um which beyond just like you know pulling up your glass you know poking your glasses yeah. up all the way to the tip of your nose like it's physics uh <laughs> you just mean i mean it, this is no. this is how like god okay. made the world this the is god how- made the world in order that the world should, would, should, would, could, will one day <laughs> harmonize. So this is like, this is what a Chesterton thing. He's poetry, he, he called poetry like one of the most um, fundamental mediums of reality because any art or any poetry in that case was, is ultimately meant to harmonize, to rhyme, to have this sort of completeness about it. That So with poetry, um, you know, if if a line rhymes really well, what he said is your your kind of your gut or your heart gets the idea that something has been said before it has even actually been said. So you, right. you feel it before you like can understand it right. with your brain. So same thing with good animation, you feel it in the gut that it's like that was correct. It was it was a a dance that was highly choreographed and like well performed, and that you just. It feels right. There's a fittingness to it. There's a fittingness to it. Yep. It's it harmonizes with with reality. With like sure. the, the um, yeah, and it's 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 f- so fun studying motion. Everything or anything organic moves in arcs. So you never see and nothing. Nothing organic is going to move in a right angle. You know, like like the the dance, the robot. Yep. That's right. why it looks so funny. Is because it's all like acute, like you know, very geometric movement. But versus like, a, you know, a, a cheetah chasing down lunch or a ballet <laughs> dancer, whatever it is, those arcs, you, you track the tip of a foot. It's always an arc. It's always, you know, 
And the more coordinated, the more like uh, graceful somebody is, yeah. the more mathematical, <laughs> mathematically pleasing their arcs are. So those feet are not just like, you know. Yeah, no. So, so poor animation is, okay, well, I have to walk this person from this side of the screen to that side of the screen. So I do, you know, foot, left foot is just move it up in front of the right foot, move the right foot up in front of the left foot. But that's not at all. That's not how people, how, yeah. That's not how people walk. It's not how life looks or right. works or feels. So I feel like it's not the giant that somehow always makes it into a film who, when they walk, it's always like, it's always this very exaggerated, yeah. like, you know, yeah. So basically people to enjoy or to enjoy good animation, do I need a physics degree? No, you just need to be a human being on planet earth right? (laughs) with a set of eyes in your head. But I think poorly executed animation, this is just a theory because we don't really know yet because we've only been in just, you know, ingesting bad animation for last century at least. Well, not even that, the last, I don't know, 50 years, especially the last 20, especially the last 10. There's nothing, it's so hard to find. I'm just talking about television right now. God, I got Features, got there's some, it's amazing what they can do. Right. But if you're, I guess if your child is constantly watching bad animation, I, it's like watching SpongeBob SquarePants. I know you're, you know, you, it's just, it just makes you dumber. Scene. Yeah. Like it's, the bar is so low and it just doesn't correspond with reality. It's just like, it's just, obviously, you know, you don't want to be a snob. Sure. And not. Yeah. So even you, you could say, even if like this was the most cr- like VeggieTales. Sure. <laughs> or, or better. Let's even think more Christian than VeggieTales. But just something that was just such a good, the content is so, the script or whatever, everything seems like, no, that's a great show that I want my kids watching. Mm-hmm. You would say, if it's executed poorly with animation, it's doing something to your kid that you couldn't quite put your finger on. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> it depends on how it's This bad. is a theory, right? It's a theory, yeah. I, I, I mean... If it's a good show with good content and the animation is bad, I'm the only one in the room that's really going to care. <laughs> but I, just because I care, yeah. I want other people to care too. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, you know, the the dog that just ran across the st- screen was floaty and anatomically incorrect and it was just so bad. And why do we have to listen to what that dog says if it's like... Not even real. Not even real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. So you said, uh, so basically all it takes is uh, you got to be a human being and then you have to have a pair of eyes in your head. Yeah. So the last part seems like the, the big qualifier to anybody listening. Um, what, what, how, would I, how would you go about being that kind of person? Like, how did you learn to see those kind of things? Was it always something yeah. you did or you went to Logos school maybe? Yeah. You had a good no. teacher? Um, yeah, definitely. A classical education helps a lot. Okay. Because that's, that's kind of the goal of the class of education is learning how to see things critically, kind of walk them back, find out where they came from, all that sort of stuff. So, but if you don't have a classical education, you can still sure learn. The biggest thing is getting to know God, not as abstract God or some emotional, I don't know, Sort of heartthrob, heartthrob, yeah. but as a as a person, okay, who has tastes and you know who who has opinions <laughs> that are always right, right, you know, and getting to know him by reading his word, and then studying giraffe walk cycles, you know. So you're saying, <laughs> <laughs> which is very 
interesting, by the way. There's a, there's a website dedicated to quadruped, quadrupedal walk cycles. Really? Yeah. And there are so many different kinds. Like a so trot, who, who, a who, who is hunting these, these things down? Are these illustrators? Yeah, Who's animation. Most, yeah. animators. Oh, okay, so um, there's this fellow named Moybridge who was, uh, I don't know exactly when he was alive, but when the camera was developed enough for him to take still photos of, you know, people running and jumping and he's breaking down the, the movements and um, figuring out like how exactly is like what's going on when somebody just walks down the street or somebody jumps or horses galloping, you know? Right. So you see like these old paintings and the horses are just splayed out two feet to there, you know, the front hooves are forward, the back hooves are back, you know, and they're like That's chasing right. the hounds and yeah. it's wrong, but they didn't know that until Moybridge, at least I think it was Moybridge that um, actually broke down the horse run cycle yeah and is it and there's always a foot and if you're galloping you can have all four hooves off the ground but you're never you never they don't run like right um those old paintings would show but so um okay so real quick though you when i'm in the bible and you know i just the walk cycles are perfect I track through <laughs> you know the new testament in a summer say um, so what kind of thinking does it take to get to, here's what God thinks about this animation trailer <laughs> or, you know, does God yeah. have feelings about does, I mean, like, does he have opinions on these things? And if he does, can you know, can Forrest know him? Uh, yeah. And I don't think, I don't think he, I don't think there's a thing that exists that he doesn't have an opinion about. I mean, he made it. Sure. And he's speaking it into existence. So, but it's, it's, but it's beyond, you mean beyond. I made it and therefore it's good. And so pretty much I'm good with what's all going on here. Cause I'm I in that case being Forrest Dickinson or no God, God beyond. I'm saying he has opinions oh, yeah. beyond just like, yep, I made it and it's good, but he has sure. opinions on, uh, like further than is that. Is it faithful? Is it faithful? I think that's, that's, that's the distinction that, that, uh, Nate has made is, is it faithful or not? And that that's, I think it goes back to his, grandpa jim as well you okay. know it's all it's all about obedience and you're either being obedient or not you know you either should be what you're doing what you're doing right now or you shouldn't be even napping <laughs> even napping you either should be napping or you shouldn't be yeah so same thing with you know trailer there's obviously a lot more decisions that go into it yeah but you want the overall trajectory to be god honoring in every aspect and one thing too is that god is much less of a snob than we are so, you know, he's, he's, he's willing to, uh, you know, tolerate, tolerate some very busted tools. Yeah. Us, for instance. Right. So it is a tightrope. Cause it, I, yeah. yeah, I feel like it's almost the equivalent of like the Calvinist cage stage. You know, you start to see stuff and then you're just. Irate. Yeah. Which is, which is a gift. So it's a grace to be able to see at all. Yeah. Even just, you know, what color the flower is. Right. But it, a grace to be able to see why the flower is that color or a grace to be able to see what's going on. Yep. It's all, it's all grace. And so it's, it's really easy to, once you see something to get on your little soapbox and just Smash. make sure everyone else yeah. is, feels really stupid for not seeing it. Right. And what you're seeing could actually, you know, it's like, could 100%. Actually be true, but you know, you don't want to be the guy who's ruining days given, you know the biggest birthday present and then gets it like annoyed at everyone else right. because their present's not big or they haven't <laughs> got it yet, whatever it is, you know? 
Yeah. Like the five-year-old that's like, yeah, I'm five and you're yeah. only four. So, so how, <laughs> get on my level. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you have a wife. I do. How many of her loves have been crushed <laughs> by Forrest Dixon? <laughs> oh, man. A few. A few. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, but. Well, I got to be honest. You know, I've, I've worked here for the last three years. I just don't tell anybody what my loves are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, there's definitely been some times where I have, you know, you have, you, you have so much nostalgia built up for some show or book or whatever. Right. And you don't want to not like it. It's no longer under the like critical guise of, does it do this and this, you know, yeah. it's, it's beyond criticism. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you put it like, on a shelf. Which may be called but, idolatry. Maybe. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it depends. I mean, you can see it for what it is, but at the same time, you can look back and say, well, God used this terrible piece of art. Sure. For, and it worked out, you know. Right. I wouldn't do the same thing again. Right. I wouldn't show that movie to my kids or have them read that book, but somehow it worked out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you have a daughter, speaking of kids. Yeah. Lilius. Lilius. Um, what, what will her library look like? even in just in the next two years? Great well, question. Well, right now it's a lot of Hello Ninja. <laughs> uh, she's, except she's just about eaten. All of it. Thoroughly consumed the first one. Okay. We've got some backups. So Blah Blah's next. I blah guess. Blah Hello Ninja. Um, yeah. She's, I mean, she's nine months old, so. Right. The concept of character and stories. The arcs. A are, ways off. Yeah. I feel like. Uh, we're all about colors and shapes right now. Okay. She loves, we have this book called, uh, well, it's called Quack Quack, I think. <laughs> and each page has, uh, you know, if it's a chick, it has some like nice fuzz that you can feel. Okay, the chick. yeah, some texture. The pig has like this velvety nose. The iguana has this very sparkly, scaly skin. That's in a different book, actually. The lamb has, you know, wool. So she loves just, um, touching you know, and feeling, touching and feeling, yeah, and eating. Okay, or at least tasting. Sure, doesn't swallow. Right, a lot of stuff that she puts in her mouth. Yeah, we get it out of there. So do you do you have a plan of like you know? Because uh, I assume you have a plan for. Oh sure. So you're. Yeah. I assume you have a plan for like her thirteen year. You know, as a thirteen year yeah. old. So here's the, what the I want to siphon is, to her. Yeah, the plan is I would like her to be a much more picky reader. Okay. Than I was picky. Actually, especially movie watcher. I was a pretty picky reader. Um, but to do so in a way that is not obnoxious. Right. Unless, unless, unless she needs to be. Obnoxious. Unless she needs to be. Unless she needs, yeah. you know. But someone who, who can watch a film and a movie. I should stop calling them films. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the industry, though. I, yeah, you're in the industry. Know? And so. And, uh, and, and basically, you know, see where it's coming from. See what they're trying to say and how it's being said and, and have like, it's really, it's freedom, the freedom to not like it. Yeah. Because instead of slovenly showing up, you've got your popcorn, you're in your dark room and you're like, you know, you can just, I just like it. The budget is just oozing out of the screen and it's, it's so good. Michael Bay is exploding that thing. Wow. You know, this thing, but you know, someone, yeah, I want her to be able to be someone who can watch, anything sure and know what's going well do you have any titles for a three-year-old beyond (laughs) the ones that you drew which you know no (laughs) 
Um, you know, well, you I, know, so I've got some thoughts. Oh yeah, do you? Well, yeah, because yeah, I, 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 um, you've been gone. You know. Yeah. Um, but I was just going to tell you, I, I was reading, uh, I was reading, uh, Richard Wilbur, uh, essay random it was just like a random poetry's debt to poetry but he kept bringing up edward lear okay have you ever heard of him no never heard of him but apparently he's just like just a prolific kids book poet really kind of guy so anyway i was just like i'm gonna put that away and then i was reading chesterton this past weekend and uh i forget what um oh he had an essay so he has a quick little sketch i guess it's not really an essay he's got a sketch on I think it is called the the child's library. Okay. And he just talks about how it's like this whole new market and it's like this whole new idol that we have. Yeah. And uh, anyway, but he brought up what he's like my, one of my favorite people for kids, little kids, you know, poet books is Edward Lear. So it's oh, like, really? man. Well, shoot. We got to check out Edward Lear. Yeah, we do. But anyway, that, that right. was, you know, I've just been dying to tell you. Okay. <laughs> There's only so many people <laughs> with kids Lear. around here, you know? Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I've been I've been doing a lot of research yeah. for kids' books because I want her to have I want her to have the best childhood ever. Yeah, which has to involve lots of good, sure picture books. Do you plan stories. on doing more of these of these aforementioned books? Oh, myself, you, yourself, well, yeah. Because now you've done a BFA, I have, and it should be mentioned you are now doing an MFA. Yes, but not struggling through an MFA in a, writing in writing, which is different. Very. I'd love to, uh, what, tell me, what, what, what are some oh, you had to bring that major up. <laughs> differences, if at all? What are differences? You've, you've done the drawing and now you're doing the words. Are, words they, the, are, are they the same? No. Okay. Some ways, yes. A lot of ways, no. Okay. Uh, kind of the, the, the ab, so if you're, if you're writing a scene, say, okay. that's very similar to storyboarding, which I've done some of. So basically being able to put yourself in a scene spin the camera around wherever you want, you know, low angle, you know, mid shot, long shot, whatever it is. Um, and visualize not just where everything is, but the light hitting the table, the main character's face, how you're going to light it, all this stuff. So that, that kind of thing, it, it translates almost one to one, except for you just have to learn a new medium, which is yeah. words. So you have to just basically develop your vocabulary and know how to write a sentence. And you can, you know, that translates pretty well. But the thing about words <laughs> is, I don't know, there's just so many of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're also... They're scuttling, also, scuttling here and there. Scuttling, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the old saying, a picture is worth, worth a, th a thousand words. I've, I've heard it. That is is uh like a shield for the artistic ego yeah where you can paint something and anytime you create art you're putting yourself out there right which is you know can be terrifying it's like you know devastating anyone who's been to art school knows devastating right put something out there and somebody rips it to shreds and you have to learn very quickly that you know my art is not me but it is kind of <laughs> so right it's you, 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 you're putting something out there that you believe is, you know, good, true and beautiful. Yep. And that's, you know, it's a tender sure. thing. But, um, so with, with painting, you know, you can paint a landscape, a portrait or something abstract, whatever, and put it out there. And there's this kind of protective 
buffer that is like, well, who knows what the artist meant? You know, it's just picture, you know, which is a, kind of a product of, of our relativistic culture, which is not a good thing. And further, who knows what God thinks about it? Yeah, who knows? I, mean, I think just, he, he probably likes it. It's just a bunch it. of colors and yeah, it's a tree. He, I mean, trees. The person who did it, yeah. he created them. So, I mean, exactly. I bet he likes it. Yeah. You know, the person, the artist liked a tree, so he painted a tree. You know, that's, there's, there's a certain level of safety there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but with words, those, I, there's those I feel like you're, you can't really beat around the bush too much. You're like. We're talking the bones of the you're issue. You're just talking, you got to just say it, man up and just say it. And there's not, if you're, if you're, if you're doing your job well, it's going to be clear and the audience is going to know what you actually meant, which means <laughs> you have to know what you mean. mean. Which is know who you are as yeah. a character yourself, and that's since I tried to start writing. Yeah, that's like, you know, it's like it's like Aslan taking the skin off of Eustace. It's just like, oh man, just in the act of writing, it's it just feels so personal in a way that maybe drawing can. You know. So t- so tell me more about it. So is it just so in the abstract? You know, you hear people say this kind of stuff all the time. You know, this is who I, you know. Yeah. So there's, there's a ton of that. But, like, why, why would it be the case? Like, why is it the case that if you did a scene that, you know, say you bring it to, uh, maybe you have a writer's group, you know, <laughs> on Tuesday yeah. mornings. Full of the brightest young minds. Vibrant, you know, <laughs> destined yeah. for glory. For um, sure. When you get incinerated, you know, yeah. why, do, why do you think it, what about that? Why does it, yeah, why is it so touchy? Why is it so? Well, I think it is because you're, you're putting your tastes on the table for everyone to see. And it's, and it's, there's, there's, you know, you can go a step further. And if you're writing like, you know, nonfiction or an autobiography, then you're putting yourself as well as you're, yeah. you know, you're really putting yourself out there, which you may or may not want to do depending on the who content you are. they're in. Yeah. <laughs> and your life story. Yeah. Uh, but you know, if, 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 I mean, you, you experience this if you go to a movie with your friend and you both walk out of the theater and you say, I really like that. And your friend says, really? That's that was trash. Here's why. X, Y, yeah. and you feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's, right. that's just, I think that's what it is. No, it's so, it is, it's so funny because whatever you, and you mentioned this, whatever you put your hand to do, there you go. Yeah. And so the ways that, you know. I, I feel like way less qualified to talk about your paintings, but like, or what that even looked like. And maybe you could tell me, but in terms of like writing a scene, you know, the choices that I make for this character to do or the words that I use to describe them, uh, there, I, if I'm going to fail, I'm going to fail in a way that Jake would fail anywhere else. Sure. And so even in just in like my brief experience in attempting <laughs> to do these scenes or what have you, yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, <laughs> why would you think that's a good idea to have him yeah. say that? Yeah. Even and not only that. To write a character that's, it's like, no, it's not me. I'm writing about a character in my story. Right. But it's still, you're creating everything. And so. it's still, and when you fail, it's the way that you've way always that you, failed. Right. Or it's just like, you've you always thought that. that, or like yeah. your tastes are on display. Well, yeah, and as soon as, as you know, the, when you realize that God has, God has, has a personality and he has tastes. An objective and, and, and taste. you realize an objective taste. Yep. That art is not subjective. Right. That art is absolutely objective. It is hard and it takes a lifetime of learning in order to be able to discern what is good, 
or what is not, you know, as soon as you realize that your tastes are so bad. <laughs> yeah. And it's, you know, it's uncomfortable. Can you, so give me an example. Cause I, you know, I'm, as far as a writer, Forrest, I'm tracking a hundred percent. So what, uh, for painting, like what is a way that Forrest far in the past, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, failed and failed in such a way that that's so, this is a flaw that I need to get rid of personally. Yeah. And it just, does that make sense? Do you have one? You want me to tell my most embarrassing story? Is that what this is? That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, hmm. There is. So when I was getting my BFA, University of Idaho, I was, I was, all I wanted to learn how to do was I wanted to learn how to paint, you know, right. Which is, you know, it's a good thing. Totally. I still think it's a good thing. How to mix color, how to, you know, learn about color, temperature and form and value and composition, all this stuff. And so that's what I did is, you know, kind of on, everyone was given their own studio space, their own you could kind of do what you wanted. So that's, that's the route I went. Um, because I knew I wanted to get good at drawing a picture, but I also had, you know, I wasn't totally clued in on the, on the idea that you need to say something with your art. I just thought, no, I'll just draw cool stuff. Maybe work, you know, for like Disney on like an animated show or whatever it is. Maybe Maybe. if it comes Uh, out, you you know, you know, maybe, uh, yeah, so my, my entire objective was just to make a really good picture. It just needs to look cool. It just needs to look cool. So my my senior show rolls around, and, <laughs> you know, I painted a bunch of landscapes, and, um, you know, I, I, all I wanted to do was just paint a bunch of landscapes. What I yeah. didn't know is that we were, we were supposed to, like, uh, there was a critique on the last day. I mean, I should have known this. I've been doing this. I've been doing this for four years. There was a critique on the last day um, of the show. You hang the show up, you know, people come, and then, the you know the couple of days later the you know you get there with your class and your professors and you have to talk about what you did and I did I was I just thought no we just hang it up and that's it right so <laughs> so I had you know I had put zero thought beyond what color temperature is this cloud versus that sky or this field you know right my that was that was everything and so um this was the best lesson I took away from the University of Idaho was and it was all my fault but uh, the professor one of the professors asked so like you know what are you doing here? Like, what, what are you, why are you painting landscapes? And I had no idea. <laughs> it's well, just like, I mean, this was the assignment, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? It's, yeah. You know, like cloud looks like cloud. Right. As you can see, the hill here uh, is hilly. You know, it says hill. It says hill. Yeah. I like hills. <laughs> that was, that was the extent of my answer. Well, I, I just yeah. want to paint landscapes, you know? I like, yeah. I said something about, you know, folk. Were you scrambling at this point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? You want me to talk about what this means? In Philippians. Uh, something about good, you know, think about yeah. all the things that are good, true, and beautiful. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't really understand it or like mean it. Sure. I was just, well, yeah, I'm a Christian and, you know. God's an artist, whatever. He does hills. But I, I like I hills. I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. And so, Trevor was like, hmm, you know, what he said, this is what he said. He said, you know, your paintings are so good, one would hope that the artist who made them would be interesting. Dang, and dude. that is like, oh, man. Man, I, that's so great. It got me. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Yeah. It, just in terms of you getting got, not into Just know. me getting got. So that's wow, what you that's wanted, great right? stuff. Yeah, 100%. That's what you wanted. That's what I was looking for this whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> me getting got. And, yeah. And the the darndest things that he's right, you know? Yeah. Because I was, I was, 
I was the one doing the representational art. That's what mattered, right? Yeah. But it turns out it doesn't. Like, you know, there's just, I, I was confusing, I think, methods or principles, like okay. the method of representational art. Like, I need to, this is the, this is God's approved method. Right. As opposed to the principle, which is like, what are you trying to say? Okay. And how are you saying it? So, for example, I went to um, what I think your wife called a sip and see, <laughs> where I came to your apartment. <laughs> yes. And I was offered wine. And yeah, and you were there and, but you guys had put up, you were about to go to a show. You you were about to do a a gallery. Yep. In park city. Mm -hmm. But, uh, before you went, you guys were kind enough to throw up all the paintings you'd done, you know, around your house. Replace them very carefully. Yeah. Get the walls. And it was just a who's who of, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Jake was there. I was there the whole time. You know, it was a real treat for, for all of Moscow. And, um, but anyway, if at the end of that, I had just been like everybody, you know, I did the ding, 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 ding thing. What's that? The, the clinking of the glass to let everybody know it's time for me to say something important. And I just said, Forrest, I'd love to know, like, what are you, what what are you doing with these? How would you answer? Did this happen? No, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying hypothetically. A Sorry. real story from the past. I know. Well, I was just okay, saying, sure, if we yeah. if we went back to that moment, we went back to that moment. Yeah. And I and I, you know, just turned into your professor because th- at that point yeah, you were yeah. like four years out of cl- out of school, maybe three years out of school. Oh, that the show that whatever that was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't well, know. What, what are you? Twenty fourteen. What are you doing? When, yeah. Well, uh, I've thought about it a lot since then, and I and basically there's all kinds of answers. This most simple, most simplest one. The simplest. The simplest, if you will. Uh, art is glorification when you get down to it. And basically, God has revealed himself two ways. Speci- you know, what is it? Natural. Natural and then divine. Uh, natural revelation being, obviously, nature. And so that's like, the, you know, it's our second Bible. Right. Not, we, don't, we don't stand on it in the specific way we can with God's word. But he reveals himself in his creation. And anyone, I mean, and humans have known this since they've been on planet Earth, is that you spend time in nature, there is, you know, you get to know God, or you get to know um, what he thinks about art. And yep. so painting, painting a landscape, you're painting, you're just imitating him. He's, he's painting landscapes every day, building them, actually, you know, yeah. and then coloring them and lighting right. them and filling them with creatures. So um, to painting a landscape is just, you're drawing attention to the landscape in order to draw attention to who made it ultimately. Instead of flying past it at 70 miles an hour right. on the way to Spokane. Right. And, you know, and then there's the, that answer too, where we're here we are in our age of distraction. Yeah. And I mean, this has been true of, of, since people have been painting landscapes. Even if you're not in, living in an age of distraction, you paint a landscape so that we can learn to actually see the landscape. You know, if you love the hills, you want people to see the hills. So you, paint them hopefully well. I mean, you have to paint them well if people are going to see them. Right. Put it in a little frame, stick it on the wall, and that, yeah, you're, you're glorifying what God is doing. And so, and you're just, you're just pointing, basically. Big arrow. Faithfully. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. No, that's awesome. Forrest yeah. Dickerson. Thanks so much, man. Jake, it's been a pleasure. At the end of the day, be a human being, have eyeballs in your head. Yeah. And then you're qualified to do all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it's judge like, an yeah, animation you, trailer. You, uh, love God and do what you will, right? Yeah, and then have opinions like God's have opinions like God's, <laughs> and you know that takes time. 
It's annoying. I've got them. I'm, I'm almost there. Forrest has a jump <laughs> on all of us by years. Yeah. Uh, but thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. 